You're listening to DraftKings Network. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. She sells seashells by the seashore. A woodchuck, woodchuck, all the way he could chuck. A woodchuck, could chuck wood. Okay, here we go. Okay. All right. Coming in in five. Welcome to Oddball. I'm Amino Hassan. I have a contact lens that's shifting around in my eyes, so I'm going to try not to rub my eyes too much during the show, but no promises. That over there is Charlotte Wilder in New York City. LeBron's about to dunk on her. Uh, we'll get to that, huh. I guess, in a little bit. But uh, Charlotte, big show. There's a lot of games last night, a lot of different topics to discuss. Oh, we could talk about, I don't know, Knicks, Cavs. Uh, ooh, ooh, uh, the, the, the Nuggets lost their first game. Well, let's, let's deep dive Nuggets, Timberwolves. How about that? Let's start there. No, I mean, I think we need to talk about the Boston Celtics. Truly, they scored 155 points against the Pacers, second most in team history. Eight different guys scored in the double digits. And I bet you can guess five of those guys pretty easily, and then you're going to have to figure out who the other three guys were because... So the, the five, I'm going to guess, yes. is the starting lineup, right? Drew okay. Holiday, Brown, Tatum, Porzingis, and who's the fifth starter? Oh, Derek White. There you go. That's, am I okay. right there? Yes. Okay, so I got three more names, right? Yeah, every player scored, but not in the double digits. Yeah. We got Lamar Stevens, O'Shea Brissett, Sam Hauser, Peyton Pritchard, Al Horford, Delano Banton, <laughs> Luke Cornett, Shvi. Okay. So of those guys, three of them scored in the double digits. Tell me which three. Okay, first of all, I would like to eliminate the guy who absolutely did not score in double digits. That's Luke Cornett. Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> he of, is the, of the only fame he has is contesting three-pointers from the paint. Okay, so it wasn't him. Yes. No, he was too busy doing this every time someone shot a three, even though he was in the paint. Um, the uh, Okay, so I'm going to go Sam Hauser. Sam Hauser. All right, okay. I'm going to go Peyton Pritchard because he's a chucker. A chucker, yeah, he chucks it up. Yep, he's a chucker, so that's two. You're and, correct. And now you the one third more. one is where it gets it gets iffy, right? Because there's the sage Al Horford, who's still a knockdown three-point shooter. But he's also 8,000 years old. Oh, well. There's Delano Banton, who Zach Harper of The Athletic wouldn't shout up about saying that was his favorite player on the Raptors last year. Okay. There's my guy O'Shea Brissett, who's got just one of those great NBA names. Shvi and Lamar out of here. I'm I'm saying no to them. 
I'm coming down to O'Shea, Banton, or Horford. I'm going in Banton. How about that? God damn it. Did I get it right? You're right. I do this for a living, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, wow, wow. All right, well. Ha! Congrats to congrats to Amin and the Celtics. Uh, you mentioned Knicks Cavs before, Amin, and we could talk about that game where the Knicks won the last of the back to backs. But wait, was it back to back? Is that what you call that? It was a back to back, but the Cavs won. Donovan Mitchell was uh, instrumental in a huge uh, victory for the Cavs, who the night before have just been outclassed by the Knicks. So it's one of those. It's really hard to beat the same team twice. Did I say the Knicks won? Yeah. That's a Freudian slip of being in New York. <laughs> Is My it a bad. Freudian slip? It's like it feels like a bizarro world Freudian slip. Where like, oh yeah, I'm just so used to the Knicks winning. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like oh they've never done that before, and I said it. Um, but I mean, the thing that I could not stop thinking about is how there was a glitter delay because there was all this glitter on the court mm-hmm. at Madison Square Garden, and everyone's like, where is this glitter coming from? Some people said it might be the Nick City Dancers, and I will go to my grave defending them. If it was the Nick City Dancers who got glitter all over the court, then they just made it a better, happier place. Uh, some celebrities were even picking up the glitter, like David Harbour and Chris Rock were no out there way. being like, oh, here's a piece of glitter. Chris Rock. Um, which leads me, leads me to, what are, the, uh, what are the three funniest things you could spill on a basketball court besides glitter? Three? You have a list of three things? I sure do. Um, uh, I guess I'll go first because my list is a lot shorter. Okay. Uh, banana peel. Look, I'm old school slapstick comedy. Did a banana peel on the floor. Whoa! And a guy falls back and comically does his arms like this. Which, by the way, the NBA deems as excessive, right? Because this is in the flopping policy. You do the the propellers. You're getting a flop. Okay, team. banana peel. I'm mad about because that actually is a very good one. Yeah. Um. My list is, are you ready, Legos? Uh-huh. Lego. Oh, ouch. Yeah, I know, right? That's, really, like, the worst possible, especially on a basketball court because it's funny. slippery, That's dangerous. too. dangerous. I'm actually, like, I'm concerned now. Okay. The next one is flower, because why would you have flower at a basketball game? Now, is that flower with a W or flower with a U? With a U. Yeah, I like how you have to think about it. Like, oh, <laughs> it's like word count The baking one. The baking one. And then my last one is, if you were, like, Traveling for business and had a bunch of receipts in your pocket because you were doing your expenses uh-huh. and the receipts like fell out of your pocket and blew all over the court. I think that would be very, very funny. Is, is this a George Costanza situation because the wallet is too big and it won't it won't fold? Yeah, he's from New York. It could happen. There you go. All right. Uh, last thing on the docket that we had last night was the Wizards and the Hawks. The Hawks won by a lot. It doesn't matter. Score doesn't matter. You probably already know about this. Uh, the play where Jordan Poole off a steal, goes, throws it off the glass, and Kyle Kuzma comes up and dunks in their running back court, and the score flashes, they're down 20. I was at Heat Nets yesterday, and I showed everybody that clip. And I guess my point is really quick. I have to endure an entire summer of all these Golden State Warriors people telling us, no, actually, Jordan Poole's really good. Hey, he's really good. It was just him, like, pushing up against a championship core and trying to stake his claim, and he's actually really good. Well, you'll see when he gets to watch, he's really good. And he's exactly 1,000% the person that I thought he was. Even with this this few games into the season. I don't don't need more of a sample size. He's exactly who I thought he was. You know what? Have fun being the worst team in the league, Washington. 
How do you right. do this? How do, by the way, this is the second time Washington has been the clown show franchise in the last in this millennium, right? Because they had the one with Gilbert Arenas and Andre Blatch and JaVale McGee and Nick Young, like a very group of unserious people. And somehow they revived unseriousness back in Washington. Yeah, I mean, the Wizards are, of the four teams with Z in their names, I forget the Wizards every time. The Zardos. Is what? it too soon to call the Washington Wizards the worst team in the league? Is it, though? Let's play a game of Too Soon next. Welcome to Sample Size Theater, a branch of Oddball that we're so thrilled to invite you to. I mean, are you ready? I thought, I thought we said it was going to be called Too Soon. Oh, but this name, this name is descriptive. This name tells you what we're doing. Are you ready? I guess. All right, let's go. This year is Zion's breakout year. He is averaging 21.5 points per game, 6.8 rebounds. He's playing 30 minutes on average. Head coach Willie Green said that Zion and Brandon Ingram are the, quote, best freaking duo in the league. Wow. Is, is he having a breakout year? I'm going to say it's not too soon, but it's actually too late, Charlotte. You're too what? late. He already had a breakout season. The guy averages 25 points a game for his career. The question has never been, can he play? The question is, can, can he, he play? Playing? Like, literally, oh, can he come out and play today, or is he still in, on the sick bed? And so... Uh, I'm going to say not too soon. This is Zion. This is always who Zion has been. Also, I really have to fight the urge to say no, but it might be his break fast. Yep. Nope. Season. Not doing that. We stopped that. We stopped those jokes. Okay, too seasoning. late. Moving on. Is it too soon, I mean, to say that the Celtics will have the best record in the league? They are currently undefeated at 4-0, leading the NBA with a 20.4 net rating and leading the league in offensive rating with 126.1. Too soon, because I believe they started last year like this. They were on fire, and they couldn't miss threes, and everyone was like, oh, my God, the Celtics. And Joe Mazzulla, he's unlocked this offense somehow. Didn't they have the best record in the league last year for the regular season? They did not. A little team named the Denver Nuggets, who are chronically underappreciated and under-covered in the media. There you go. I did it for you, Denver. That's for you, Denver. Uh, yeah, they had the best record in the league. Okay. The, All right. Well, point taken. Celtics had the one seed. Uh, no, they actually didn't even have the one seed. The Milwaukee Bucks had the one seed. So, yes, it is too soon to start clowning their asses. All right. Just thought I might sneak that one in there. Okay. Is it too soon? This is one of my favorites. To say that Giannis and Dame won't work. They are 2-2. Two and two. They lost to the Raptors on Wednesday night by a lot. Dame scored 15 points. Giannis scored 16 points. And Dame says he doesn't want to change. He said, typically for me, I take charge. I try to make things happen and do more. But I'm like, I don't want to do that. I want to accept the process of this happening, which is a quote that I don't understand. Is it too soon? I mean, it's too soon, but I don't like that quote. That's a bad cause, quote. Because that quote sounds like he's saying, look, usually I would save our asses from this kind of bull. But hey, they want me to do this. So I'm going to just let them do what they do. But you didn't let me go to Miami. Like so here I am in stupid Wisconsin. I'm, I'm going to say this. It's, it's too soon to say that that duo won't work. But it's not too soon to say, hey, Miami, just keep that, keep that phone handy. Keep that phone handy because maybe Dame learned a lesson from young Mr. Harden.
Mm -hmm. I also want to qualify that there. I was saying stupid Milwaukee. I mean, stupid Wisconsin speaking is dame as a joke. I don't think Wisconsin's stupid. Please let me into all of your arenas. I mean, okay, next one. Is it too soon to say that the Mavs are actually good? They are 4-0 also. On Monday, uh, with 35 points against the Grizzlies, Doncic overtook Shaq for the ninth most points in NBA history by a player 24 years old or younger. I was about to say, ain't no way. How? How I thought you'd hate that stat. Is it too soon to say that they're actually good? Way too soon. Here's why. They beat the Spurs, who we've established I don't think are going to be a good team. They beat the Grizzlies, who are the worst team in the league. They beat the Nets, who behind, yes, Luka had to have this monster, incredible game, including a shot that Charlotte called. What you call it, Charlotte? He wasn't. He didn't even Luka. Yeah. So <laughs> the, if you look at their resume of who they've beaten and how they've beaten them, it's not that impressive. I'm saying way too soon on calling the Mavericks good. Okay. Uh, should the Rockets, Hornets, and Wizards start tanking? Is it too soon to say that? They are all currently 1-3. and three. Absolutely not. As a matter of fact, too late. They're all 1-3. and three. They won one game. You're already moving in the wrong direction. All three of you garbage start losing immediately. All right. I mean, last one. The, sorry. The Grizzlies. Are they going to be 0-25 when Ja returns? Is it too soon to think that they won't win a game? I mean... They haven't won a game, so I guess it's not too soon. Uh, but no, they're not going to go in 25. That's So it is too soon. Okay, so it, when will it not be too soon? When can we start talking about this as a legitimate possibility? What number of games do they have to lose without winning one? I'm going to say 15 games in. <laughs> okay. if, own, if they start 0-15, then you really have to start getting concerned for the All Grizzlies. Right. We will revisit this. When the Grizzlies are 0-15. Thank you for watching Small Sample Size Theater. It has been a pleasure what is doing music? basketball with you. Y'all hear that? Have you ever wondered if Chet Holmgren might be a descendant of Abraham Lincoln? Or if a UFC fighter could beat an alien in a fight? You might have not, and that's okay. But Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion from the Six Trophies podcast have. If you love basketball and, more importantly, if you love fun, you've got to listen to Six Trophies, where Shea and Jason serve up the biggest moments from around the NBA with their brand of unbridled joy, banter, and pop culture side quests. Each week, they hand out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Stuff like the Denzel Washington in Training Day trophy, given out to the player or team having the best week around the NBA. Or the Lauren Hill you might win some dot dot dot, but you just lost one trophy for the team or player that just can't get it together. Plus a bunch more trophies for all the good, bad, or just plain head-scratching moments around the NBA. This playoff season, you'll want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. 
Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. In my palm of my hand right here is a, a mobile device, also known as an iPhone. On this iPhone, I have a picture of every single City Edition jersey that will be worn tomorrow for the inaugural NBA in-season tournament. Charlotte, as you peruse these jerseys, Mm -hmm. which are very intense. Very intense. What stands out to you? What do you like? What don't you like? Let's start with what do you like? Which ones do you like? Okay, what do I like? You can see behind me on this beautiful LED screen. They they are intense. I mean, first of all, I want to say overall, these look like something. These are the the 2010s going out shirt of NBA jerseys. You yeah. know when guys had what the, the period of time where they all had like the black button down mm-hmm. or like stripes or like too tight of a t-shirt, like kind of Ed Hardy, but with not little, that's I'm really zipper. getting that yeah. from these. And and the ones that aren't terribly offensive to me i think uh new york i don't hate i like what? charlotte um this San one antonio I glasses what? to look at what the, the zoom in on that next one it looks like you ever gone to a <gasps> 3d movie and not worn your glasses and oh my god i didn't like see that I don't have my glasses on. There you I go. Thought, I, I thought it was just plain New York white, but you, oh my God, look thought, at that. You thought that your vision was failing you. And you're like, oh no, that's that's not the jersey. That's just my eyesight. Yes, that's what I thought. Um, I don't hate I don't hate Charlotte though. And San Antonio looks fairly simple. San Antonio looks super basic. Uh, I'll tell you the ones I like. I like the Kings one. It's kind of like a nod to their past, their throwback, but modernized. I also, I will give kudos to the Memphis one. I like that font on the MEM for some reason, and I like the gold You like the Memphis one? Okay. I do. I don't hate Houston, I don't think. Uh, Again, it looks so generic. It looks like those bootleg jerseys that they sell, like, at... You know, at flea markets. Like, is this an NBA jersey? Not I really. guess I, I like the bootleg merch in general. So maybe that's oh, why I'm gravitating to it. Milwaukee. Milwaukee. I kind of like Milwaukee. It's uh, another one of like the cream look there in the middle. Really? Yeah. You know, I'll mess with Minnesota too. I like kind of the. Fade. You like Minnesota? Minnesota looks like it's a Delta Airlines ad to me. Yeah, no, no. I think that's about it for the ones I like. Let's go with the ones I don't like. All right. Number one, Washington Wizards. When did you become oh. like the Florida Gators alternate jersey? It's horrible. It's horrible. Wait. Uh, also, the Nets looks like Toon Squad. It looks like they literally took the jerseys from Space Jam yep. and turned it into something like an NBA player would actually wear. Space Jam 3. This time it's, it's personal. Indianapolis, this time it's just the Nets. Indi- like Indiana Pacers and whatever the hell that is, that's a no. Lakers is awful. Le- what is that? Where's Lakers? Is I'm trying to. Fo- oh, wow. Like, oh, is, too is, many is, letters. Too many letters and a we- doing and weird things. Why thing. is it fonted like that? You know why this is? I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you something. You know why this is happening? Why we why? got so many bad jerseys? Because here's the deal: when Nike first took over, everyone was excited. Nike's known for design and creativity and cool, right? And those first first year of alternate jerseys, they were cool for the most part. Everybody had really cool alternate jerseys, but instead of just going home white road color alternate jersey throwback. They gave us like three different alternate jerseys. The city edition, the statement edition, the da-da-da edition. And what ends up happening is they ran through every creative design 
in the last three or four years. So now it's like, ah, oh, shit, I gotta come up with something new. Um, uh, uh, how about we put the letters? Letters like this, like in a triangle. All right, remember? Remember that? Didn't they run the triangle in LA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that, do that. Uh, uh, okay, Detroit. Um, uh, I don't know. How about we say uh, Denver? Denver. Uh, what if we just put the the number numbers. of feet in a mile on the shirt, and Wait. that won't confuse anybody? Wait, what about their jersey numbers? Uh, we'll put them in, up here. So these will be the numbers that actually matter. These will be the numbers that just by the design, right? Hey, uh, what about what about uh, Houston? Um, what's a cool nickname for Houston? H-Town. I think I've heard H-Town before. Hey, and you know what else you could do? ATL Shouty. Oh, we're cool. ATL Shouty and H-Town. That's where Drake hangs out. That's where we hang out. That's what we're going to put on these jerseys. It is so bereft of creativity that it's, and it's not, it's not anybody's fault other than the rush to push as much content on us earlier. Now they've run out of stuff. They've run out of creative ideas. I think we just got to go all throwback. We got to bring back like 80s. They got to bring back long shorts too. the jerseys get a lot of attention. Shorts don't get enough attention. That's my take. I mean, one last thing I'm going to say the heat ones. Mm -hmm. If it just said culture, I would have been on board with that. But the addition of the heat on top of it takes me out of it. It's like explaining the joke. Neither you get it or you don't get it. That's the way you do it. That's fashion. The one other trade situation, speculated trade that is not happening mm-hmm. at all right now. Joel Embiid to the Knicks. It, this- uh, now that Harden is gone. And Joel is the only one, I believe, with a guaranteed contract for next season. So yes. the Sixers can sort of build around him and do whatever they want. Or he could come to New York City and play for James Jolin's Knicks. So there's a couple of things going on here. I, I had this conversation with Zach Harper on NBA Radio yesterday where what Daryl Morey got for James Harden makes sense if you're trying to make another deal. So he's got a first-round right. pick unprotected from the Clippers. He's got another first-round pick from the Thunder. Uh, he's got two second-round picks from the Clippers. He's got a pick swap from the Clippers. And then he's got three guys, Batum, Morris, and Covington, who are all on expiring deals and make a significant amount of money. Add on to that, they also have uh, Tobias Harris, who's on an expiring contract. That's a pretty big package. The problem is, when you look through the landscape of the NBA and say, okay, who's the next superstar to get traded? You go through, and it's like the name that jumps out as the next superstar to be traded Good news is there is one out there. The bad news is he already plays for the Sixers. It's Joel Embiid. So it's like that would be a nice haul to go out and get Joel Embiid, but you already have him, so who are you going to get to pair him with? That's one part of it. The other part of it is if we're talking about Embiid to the Knicks, it's not because the Knicks called Daryl and Daryl said, you know what? That is a pretty good deal. It's because Joel Embiid went into Daryl's office and said, enough, get me out of here. And at that point, yeah, at that point, and if he says, I want to go to New York, at that point, the die has been cast and we're in motion here. And the Knicks can offer Julius Randle, who I'm not a fan of as his game personally, but he's an all-star, multiple-time all-star, multiple-time all-NBA player. Um, You've got Mitchell Robinson, who is a serviceable center. You've got R.J. Barrett, who, again, one of those things where it's in the eyes of the beer holder. And then perhaps you throw in an Evan Fournier or something like that. And then they have a bunch of picks. They've got a bunch of picks from deals that they've done over the last few years. So it's not like the Knicks can't put together a competitive package. And it's not like Joel Embiid seems like he's having the time of his life.
Well, next on your episode of NBA Soap Opera. <laughs> yeah, the NBA Soap Opera. That's a great name. You want to workshop that one? Hey, body to body. Hey, yo. And I'm mic'd up. Gotcha. That was Brandon Miller of the Hornets. He was wearing a mic. We got to hear, as he let us know, that he's mic'd up. And so we got to hear his thoughts on the court. Charlotte, is that a fireplace? Uh, yeah, we should have had this for the small sample size theater, but we didn't. So we have it now for the end of the show. I mean, I, you're yeah, welcome. I love how you guys act like they actually have to build a fireplace. It's just a picture. Well, you know, sometimes you think of things when you should. Sometimes you think of things after you should. Why are you wearing an ascot? Back to Brandon Miller. There should be a separate stream that is where the players are mic'd up and we hear it all uncensored. And you pay extra, basically, to to subscribe to the stream. Charlotte, how do you feel about that? A a separate channel of unfiltered mic'd players and coaches. It would be intriguing. I would. I. I think it would make me like certain players a lot less. Also, it will just never happen. The NBA would have to find so many more guys because of what they're saying to each other on the court that everybody's hearing. And that's why these mic'd up, mic'd up segments are never actually that interesting. It's always like, hey, go go get him, buddy. Ooh, woof woof woof. We got that dog. Like you know, it's like this the dumbest like hype up stuff because the league say to the broadcast partners like, hey. Don't put the really, really bad stuff on the broadcast. And that, to me, is the interesting stuff. So that, I mean, is my take. Although, in, in to Brandon Miller, if I were mic'd up, I would also tell everybody around me I'm that a, I was mic'd up. Yeah, like a like a like someone who's snitching but is like a double agent for the mob. Like, I'm wearing a microphone. Don't say anything incriminating around me. Now, I can give everyone a, a great impression of what it would sound like if it was unfiltered, but they bleeped out the stuff that can't be said. This is exactly what an NBA game would sound like. (laughs) Hey, man. (laughs) Over there. (laughs) Ball, ball, ball. (laughs) Like 90% of what's being said is absolutely not only not safe for work, but in in this day and age, Fully cancelable. Everybody would be canceled. Either that or it would take them like over an hour after the end of the game to sift through all the content and filter out all the objectionable stuff. I only I do want one where it's just like if if there are any dad jokes that players are tossing out there, just like pull pull out the good jokes and then leave us with those. I I do not think honestly that's why you always see those like as compilations at the end of the year. Of just right. of Josh Hart asking someone for like for a handshake and everyone just kind of glossing by. It's like, I guess nobody wants to shake my hand or whatever. <laughs> so like that's why that's why because it takes them literally a year of gathering these little jokes from the sea of just cuss words and fully cancelable actions and stuff like that. It's it, it would be like requesting uh, an episode of Cinephobe without any of the, the filters or the supercharges. It just ain't going to happen. There ain't enough money in the world to make it worthwhile. Would we ever have an NBA hard knocks? They tried. Just, really? Basketball is not good at it. You know why? Because unlike football, unlike baseball, where there's just a lot of dead time, where guys are just standing around and talking, there isn't that in basketball. Basketball is you don't have time. You're always constantly running up and down. There's another possession. There's something happening. Even when you're on the bench, 
you're so locked in into what's happening as opposed to football. There's all yeah. this time where guys are just standing around so you can say dumb things to each other, to your opponent, to your coach or whatever. Sort of like the show. We're just so locked in. There's no time to talk about anything else ever. Yeah, man. There's no time left on the show either. Okay. That'll do it for us. Bye. Bye. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.